0: Welcome back to the Sandroom Only Podcast, episode number seven. The numbers are starting to rack up. I I feel like every week. I feels like last week was the first week, and we're already on episode number seven, a month and a half through this. It's gone by so fast. And every Tuesday comes up. It feels like a day, probably because like the weekend hits. My weekend is normally like end of Thursday till Tuesday. So like those those 5 days just fly by and then Tuesday hits and we're right back here.
1: Yeah, yeah, my week, I'm always busy Monday through Friday. Saturday and Sunday throw that in there too. Um but yeah, yeah, I'm glad glad we're back. Uh thank you everybody for joining us. As you said, it's episode 7 of the Standing Room Only
0: podcast. Of you, course. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at sronlypod. Uh, you could follow our personals, the Healy 6 on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, for Goose, it's iGoose with four O's. Don't ask him why. Don't ask why. <laughs> but you can find them on the, the same social media platforms. We're going to start off with baseball this week. Like always, we go baseball, football, basketball. If you're only here for a certain segment, you'll get used to, like, skipping through stuff and getting general idea. But baseball, Steven Strasburg, Strasburg. the World Series MVP, re-signs with the Washington Nationals. $245 million for seven years? Seven years. Uh, it's It's a record high for a pitcher. Looking at, what's that, $35 million a year? Yeah, $35 million a year. Insane money for a guy who pitches one every five days. The Nationals... Uh, their formula of going all in on pitchers has worked. It yeah. worked last year. And they're going to continue to go with it. You've seen in the past few World Series, pitching matters. If you have those aces, especially like multiple guys, yeah, Scherzer's aging a little bit. He's still a top dog. Yeah, at the he's moment. still a
1: dog out there. He's always going to pitch great. Um, I mean, how old is, is Max at this point? He's been 36. Yeah, he's been around for a while. Uh there's very I mean there's some pitchers who lasted a while uh historically. We know like Kurt Schilling lasted a while. Justin Verlander's been amazing. Verlander. Like yeah, yeah. He's been in the league for as long as I was in my teens,
0: I could tell you that. Yeah, Scherzer's thirty five. Thirty-five years so, old. Mm-hmm. And he'll get better with age to lose. He might lose some velocity. We'll have to see. He's a he's a gamer. Uh the good reason for re signing Strasburg, though, you have at least two aces in that rotation. You have Patrick Corbin, who's a sick number three. Oh, yeah. And when it comes to playoff times and injuries, injuries always plague sports. And with injuries, if one of your top guys goes down, you'll still have another one right there. You have the next man up. You have the next
1: man up. And I think, personally, I think it was a good deal uh, for both ends, Strasburg, to stay with Washington. uh, And then uh, Washington to actually uh dish out that amount of money uh, for one I mean he's the World Series MVP uh he's close to unhittable and they still have amazing talent on the offense depending on what Rend- Rendon does we don't know what he's going to do yet if he's going to re-sign I don't know if he will I highly doubt it maybe he will There's a lot of rumors right
0: now that Donaldson could go to
1: and that's another bat but they have talent all over wouldn't be surprised if they're making another playoff or another World Series run is it a lot of
0: money for a pitcher? It's a lot, but especially with all the money that they've spent on Corbin and Scherzer. Exactly. So, but I mean,
1: pitching is is defense and defense wins championships normally, so.
0: And also like it's not too bad of a deal too because he still had 4 years left on his Washington deal. So like if he didn't opt out, they would have had him for 4 years. They just re-signed him for an extra three now, and it's a little more money. At least they kept him around, so it's not too big of a deal. They already had the budget in in place exactly. to pay him for those four years. Yep, it's not too much of a difference.
1: Somebody was going to pay him. I don't know if he would have gotten thirty five million a year, but he would have been pretty close.
0: I think the Padres could have put up that that amount. Amount. The Yankees were probably going to go after. Yankees him.
1: always have a high budget. Yeah.
0: Well, the Yankees haven't won. In a decade, this is their first decade. They haven't won a World Series, so they and their pitching, their starting pitching, has not been the best, and it's been a big reason why they haven't really made a World Series. Yeah, they have a great bullpen, mm-hmm. but their starting rotation, they don't have that dominant guy.
1: Exactly, you're giving up runs early. Uh, they, they have really good bats, but when you're in that AL East division,
0: uh, when the AL in general is stacked, it's it's tough. Speaking of the Yankees. E. Didi Gregorius, one year, $14 million to the uh, Philadelphia Phillies. He was rumored to go to the Reds. That's why I almost said Reds. They both are colored red. So he goes back with Joe Girardi in Philadelphia. That's great for him. Uh, just the chemistry right there. Another reason why it's a good good signing for the Phillies, only a one-year deal, fourteen mil. I was thinking he might get nine or ten. An extra four isn't bad for one year. You're going to have extra money like that doesn't get spent anyway. So the four years right there. Also, if you guys don't know, I think 92 homers of Didi Gregorius have been pulled in in his career. Mm-hmm. He played at that short porch Yankee Stadium, and that helped out a lot. I was afraid he would go to, like, a team and you'd see his home run production go down. Maybe not a great American ballpark, uh, but at Citizens Bank, it is one of the best uh, places for left handed hitters to hit. So he'll have another good pole area uh, to hit baseballs and hit home runs. And we'll just have to see what that does. Gene Segura was their free agent. He had a disappointing year, or uh, he was their shortstop. Not free Correct. agent. He was their shortstop. I don't see them moving him around the infield. Maybe he could move to second base if they don't find a deal for him. I think they move him, though, because he still has a couple years of team control, and they might, they might get like a better bullpen arm or something of that. So it, a lot of questions from that Didi Gourou signing for the Philadelphia Phillies.
1: Yeah, it's Segura, I mean, he's a good player, obviously, as you mentioned. He didn't ball out like we've normally seen him do. He was with uh Seattle. Correct? Yeah, and he was
0: a high contact guy.
1: <clears throat> yeah, and you know, looking at his contract, I don't know how much how much did you know how much he made? I in I'm only seeing recent years he was just about three million. I'm sure it had to be a lot more last year. Um, but I mean considering as you said, he could uh swap over to second base. We've talked about it before. Second base is a rather easy position for anybody to
0: swap to. He's supposed to make fourteen million the next three years, and then seventeen million, uh, in the fourth year. So fourteen million for the next three years each. Yeah. Oh. Each. Oh. For Gene Segura, I don't know <laughs> if it's worth the risk. I would. I would
1: definitely shop him. I, I have a feeling that's what's going to happen. Then, if I, if he had lower, uh, lower contract on the books, then I would say definitely try to, uh. Work with him and and Gregorius, but I mean, for fifteen million a year versus a fifteen million dollar contract in total, uh, that that makes all the difference. You can definitely try to trade him for an asset or clear up some space, maybe sign somebody.
0: Yeah, he didn't hit too bad. He had two eighty. He had seven forty three OPS. Yeah, his OPS plus didn't result in one hundred plus. He had the most doubles. He's had in a few years. He's had the most home runs he's had in a couple years. I don't know necessarily where that OPS Plus comes from. Maybe because he played in Philadelphia and they might have a more hitter's ballpark. Who knows? His defense last year wasn't the best. He had a good defensive year in 2018, which is really good. I think he might... If he stays with Philadelphia, it won't be bad. Like They can keep him... They can absorb that money. Their best bet, though, would be to try and trade him for like bullpen arms and get that 14 mil and allocate it to something else.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, 15 million for baseball. I know it sounds like a whole lot of money. It's a good chunk of change, but as you said, you can allocate that anywhere. I would say maybe try to keep him and see what he does. I mean, that they have a pretty good offense there uh, as far as like bats go by adding Gregor. I mean, Gregorius wasn't the best. He was hurt last year. Who knows what he's going to do? Change of scenery? Maybe there's competition, and you know Segura wants to maybe step it up a little bit. He's had good years, Arizona and Seattle. So who knows? Maybe maybe it'll uh, light a fire under his ass a little bit.
0: If and yeah, if they hold him, they could play him at third base or second base. Yeah, yeah. third base has been a weird spot. I think uh, the Phillies. They've also been in talks with trading for Chris Bryant. So maybe they trade Segura in that trade to swap money in the deals. Who knows? Segura might come to the Cubs. He could play second base, be a lead off hitter. I I could see that happening, Uh, but we'll just have to see. We'll have to wait on that. That's pretty much been all the the baseball news in the past week. Uh, Zach Hozart got traded to the Giants. A lot of money off the books for Anaheim. Zach Cozart played 96 games the past two years. He's owed like 12 million this year. They're trying to spend money and get there. The Giants are like, okay, we'll take him. Just take, yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, that, it's a good move for for the Angels to just just trade him. He's not not saying he's a bad player, but if you
0: don't play, it's like it's not even worth it. Just you know, mm-hmm. clear the, the Angels got money in the deal too. They didn't even get a player back. They got money and like a player to be named later. Also the Angels gave up their first round pick of 2019. Which is kind of weird. You don't see first round picks get traded right away. You wait to see if they develop and then become something. Mm-hmm. Normally your first round picks are like, okay, we'll keep you around and see what you can do cuz we thought so highly of you. Yeah, it's a
1: first round pick. Especially with
0: baseball when there's hundreds and hundreds of prospects
1: out there. Yeah. Uh that's that's interesting. I didn't realize. So they traded their first round pick or and Cozart for money for money and a player to be named later player to be na- so so basically they're getting they want the money they they're, they're going to try to make a splash in free agency yeah they're
0: going to try to get Rendon Garrett Cole maybe Josh Downs they're going to try to make some push i'm sure Trout would be happy for that <laughs> <laughs> i want to see him in the playoffs i want to see Trout win at least one world series in his career i mean it's a shame that he signed with the angels so like he's kind of stuck there he's loyal yeah, it it would have been nice for him to, like, sign a big deal. Like, maybe not, like, for his full career. He'll retire an angel. It would have been nice to either see him sign a long-term deal, but he would have been done early enough to maybe, like, at tail end of his career, he could just sign with a contender or maybe just not sign that extension, and then he becomes a free agent and signs with a good team. Right then and there, who's in uh, contention for the World Series?
1: Yeah, but that extension they gave him—that was right after. Was it Machado or Harper signed, and then they gave Trout the extension, is to say, just like screw everybody, like this. Harper
0: is... signed, Machado signed, and okay. then Trout, and then Trout because yeah. Machado was waiting to see what Harper got.
1: Yeah, that was that was a weird free agent. I'm glad that that all's over now. So, but, but yeah, I think that's pretty much it for um, for the MLB. So yeah we got a couple
0: signings. It's been interesting so far. I'm sure next week we'll have something. I'm glad that we're able to talk about baseball every week. I'm glad <laughs> with baseball being my favorite sport and being able to talk about it. I'm glad that I get to talk about it for at least a few minutes every time. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last bit of news, somewhat MLB related. It's MLB. MLB tweeted about it. If you guys play video games, MLB the show starting in twenty twenty one will be available on Pretty much any console. All platforms. Nintendo tweeted about it. Xbox tweeted about it. And it'll be awesome. As a guy who plays MLB The Show and promotes MLB The Show videos, it's going to be good for me. The community will grow. And as baseball fans, like that game should grow the popularity of the game in general. Because a lot of kids growing up, they'll play the baseball game or they'll play sports games, and that's how they get invested in the sports. With baseball only being on one console, not looking too great. And uh, now with it being available on every single console, uh, kids will grow up being able to play a baseball game. A good one. Yeah, I know for
1: me growing up there was always
0: options. And MLB The
1: Show I never really got to dip into, uh, only because it was so limited to the PlayStation console. And I've considered multiple times getting it, but there was just never enough. Convincing to get the console just for the one game, and then yeah. I, I don't
0: game as much. To spend like four hundred dollars. Yeah, it's console. just not
1: worth it. and I don't game really anymore. But but that is that's huge news. I'm I'm glad because I mean for for a while when I was still gaming, I was like, man, I you know I was an Xbox guy. I'd go online, whatever it may be, but uh, never had an MLB game. I was stuck playing Madden, and you know how Madden goes. Two K, Two K is my is my game. But uh, but yeah, so that's pretty much it for um the MLB. Let's move on over to the NFL. Um, It's a few different headlines. I think we can start right now with the Patriots losing. Um, There's a couple. The Patriots are in the news, obviously, for their potential cheating scandal. Um, Did they cheat? Did they not? I think it's kind of weird that there was footage that was confiscated uh, from a Patriots staffer who was at the Bengals and Browns game. Um, who was apparently recording? Um, they were shooting footage for a uh, background footage for a video feature about the day-to-day work of their advanced scouting department. Um, at, Very weird at at a Bengals game, not a Patriots game.
0: Which I get it; they're <laughs>
1: scouting. That's I'm sure they had this fallback. Like, hey, if you get caught, say this. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just weird that. Patriots every few years are always you know they're always scheming always yeah they're up to up to no good uh ironically they're facing the Bengals next week uh I don't it's just kind of weird that they would if they're going to cheat or if they've been doing it all year and now finally somebody caught them but for for the Bengals I don't think they need it no I think their defense alone is going to put up more yards and points than the Bengals offense <laughs> so um but besides that it is kind of weird. Um, Patriots lost another game. Uh, I don't want to say another like they've lost a lot, but they lost to the Chiefs in a pretty good matchup.
0: Yeah, two losses in a row. Two losses in a row. The first time that a quarterback 25 and under beat the Patriots in Foxburg under oh. under Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. Oh, I didn't know that. That's a good stat to know.
1: Um, Wow. Well, to add on top of that, um, the Patriots have three losses. Uh, I think I texted you earlier. I was like, holy shit, look at this. Um, their three losses are to all AFC division leaders the Ravens, the Texans, and now the Chiefs. Which isn't good because you're going to face those teams in the playoffs. Exactly. Uh, I always, I don't want to say I always said, you know, was it the Patriots are that good or was it that their schedule was that easy and I feel like there's definitely a mix like their defense I don't want to take anything away from that amazing defense but their offense is struggling right now uh they miss Gronkowski um they have
0: like no wide receivers
1: they have um I almost said Wes Welker (laughs) they have Julian Edelman who's good when there's other major targets on the field like Edelman's gonna grab his little five-yard catches Not really a deep threat. It's not enough. Eventually, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets hurt because they're going to keep forcing balls to him. James White has to get utilized a lot now. I haven't
0: heard his name in a while. Normally, you hear him catch like passes and dump offs. Yeah,
1: he's usually big in um, playoff games. Uh, A couple weeks ago, he had a huge game. I only know this because he's on my fantasy team, uh, which I made it to the next round in two leagues. Uh, (laughs) Wish me luck. Um but yeah so James White uh, Sony Michelle isn't running the ball that well I don't even think he's that good or maybe no. it's just their team but Brady needs some targets um they they said they will not go back after Antonio Brown which I don't blame them I'm sure Antonio Brown may just say hey I would do it because I mean it's more money for him uh but as of right now The Patriots in the
0: playoffs, if they don't get this first round by, they're gonna have a tough time. Oh yeah. Especially with Brady getting pressure now. He's getting a lot of pressure in recent games.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, and without those targets, like I said, without Gronkowski, that sure like check down or quick, you know, streak route down, you know, down the field, it's it's not the same. And I don't think I don't they have Benjamin Watson at tight end. Who's been in the league for thirty eight years? <laughs> and, I He's mainly like a blocking guy. Yeah, I, there's some games where he gets a big catch and that's it. But yeah, the Patriots. Again, I wouldn't bet against in the uh, playoffs. Yeah, you not you never bet against Brady or Belichick.
0: I would have to see the first round, but also after like every game, every round the Patriots advance, they just get stronger.
1: They do. They're I mean they're a very good playoff. They know how to manage. They're really good at clock time management. They're very good at moving the ball and not making mistakes. Yeah, four. They play the game, the four to five yard game on offense, so they're always playing for the first down. It's like small ball in baseball, right? You guarantee you you get on base, bunt the guy over. You have your third man up, right? Get him over, and you know let your let your team do its thing. Uh, They have a very good defense, and that's why I say I wouldn't bet against them um, because with a very good defense and on the offense, you have Tom Brady. Anything's possible. Um, it's just tough. They do have Cincinnati in the next game,
0: which should be a win. But then they have Buffalo. That's gonna be a that's gonna be a test to yeah. see like, all right, are they official? Official. They did beat Buffalo in Foxborough, I think. Uh, that was
1: in Foxborough. No, no, I lied. That was in Buffalo. That Ooh. was in Buffalo. So they are going to be home, but they barely beat them by like a touch. They put up 17 points. Um, but they're only a game ahead of Buffalo. Who's to say?
0: And Buffalo lost this weekend.
1: They did. Well, they lost to the, the Ravens. Yeah, they lost to the Ravens. But that's the Ravens are so damn good. Lamar mm-hmm. Jackson is so damn good. I, I, as of right now, the Ravens are hands down the top team to me. Um, but yeah, so it's interesting to see what the Patriots are going to do, if they're going to crumble or if Belichick's going to do Belichick things and Brady's going to do Brady type things and everything's just going to work and we're going to watch another Super Bowl with the Patriots and I'm going to cry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they won't they won't be good. So, um
0: but besides that, there is there is some good matchups uh talking about the Bears beating the Cowboys, Thursday night football, Bears came out firing, the Bears they uh, it went down early, and then they just scored like I think 21 unanswered before halftime. Mitch Trubisky looked great, and he used his legs. I remember talking about it in a previous podcast. He wasn't using his legs, and last year that helps out a lot because then you have to have a guy watch him. That's one guy not in coverage, and also one guy who might not even be rushing, rushing to get the quarterback you. and. It, Last year, I remember his stats were so much better out of the pocket.
1: Yeah, and that's we've talked about it so many times. Trubisky has some speed on him. It's not like he's Phillip Rivers trying to run down the field. Um, yeah, you saw an the option.
0: He had that option. He had like a 30-yard touchdown, which was Yeah, sick. that run was
1: awesome. Um, they There was some garbage time at the end, and Cowboys came back. But the Bears, I felt like, controlled that whole game. The defense played great, minus giving up the early touchdown with Ezekiel Elliott scoring, which, again, I was cool with. I have Zeke on my fantasy team. But, you know, I've always said Trubisky, as soon as he's allowed to just do whatever he wants to do as far as scramble out of the pocket, we're going to see better results. I mean, it's one thing to force a guy who isn't the, well, he sucks in the pocket. When you force a guy to stay in the pocket who's not that great of a pocket passer, has to focus more on that you're going to see bad results now he's taking the ball and he's scrambling out and I I, I'm pretty sure I heard somewhere that there were some plays where it wasn't even designed for him to scramble out but he took off out of the pocket and made some great throws on the run he's playing mindless that's where Trubisky is going to excel and that's going to open up a plethora of options for
0: this offense yeah, I'm not sure where this offense was in the first half of the year. It would have been sick for them to like deploy it and execute it well, since they are they're close to the playoffs, but they are they might miss out barely. And if they actually played well the first half of the year, they could be right up there in the division. They could have had nine or ten wins. Yeah, there's a couple games
1: that they lost where it they should have potentially. There's a game against the Chargers. They missed a field goal. Uh the Rams. They Yeah. Shit the bed. Yeah. Against the
0: Rams. And honestly, their defense, they played pretty well. I think it was like 13 6 or something. It was less than 20 for both teams. Yeah. I mean, the Bears,
1: if you look, they've only given up 232 points, which leads the, well, they're second in the NFC behind the 49ers, 49ers, which the 49ers are playing out of their mind. Besides that, there's like no other teams minus Buffalo and New England that are actually better than those other two teams in the NFC. They just don't score. They don't score the ball. And, I mean, I know when I, I tell Bears fans, I'm like, you don't think the Bears could sneak into the playoffs? And I know that came up on, I believe, last week's segment. And everybody, like, laughed. They're like, oh, funny, you're a cheesehead. You're 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 messing with me right now. Like, that's a, that's a possibility. The Rams are not as good as, well, they did beat up on Seattle. So maybe they're coming back around. But I don't think the Rams are as good as they were last year. And Minnesota has a tough couple of games. They still have Green Bay. They still have Chicago. Um, And Chicago, I believe, if they beat Minnesota, will get that tiebreaker. So it's interesting to see what's going to happen in the last three weeks here. Uh, If Chicago doesn't make it, I guess finish strong. Yeah. Come on next year and understand, hey, you're going to keep Trubisky and he's the future. Let him do what Rodgers does in Green Bay. Let him scramble and throw on the run. Or out of the pocket, not even necessarily on the run.
0: Yeah, that's where he's excelled. So we'll have to see. And also, like at least it won't be a disappointing year. The Bears at one point were like three games below five hundred. Yeah, and now they're one game above five hundred. If they could finish eight and eight or nine and seven, yeah, that's disappointing because they won twelve games last year, and they're a a top team. Well, like with the start that they had this year.
1: And that's all oh, it was. It well. Yeah, and I feel like it was due to play calling too. I've been saying it all season. Like just the scheme that they had last year versus, versus this year. Uh, Coach Nagy, I feel like isn't everything's Allen Robinson, which is fine. And then you'll get Anthony Miller on a random deep corner route. Good. They did not get that run game going at all. And it doesn't help that you force your quarterback to stick in the pocket, and then oh, you want to run. Okay, you can run up the gut, you can run a draw here and there, but it's like teams know exactly what you're doing.
0: Yeah. And Mitch got those extra yards for the Bears and kept drives alive. And it keeps the defense on their heels. They don't know what he's going to do. You
1: know what I'm saying? And that's going to open up, like you said, you're going to run, you know, the defense, you're going to take a man off. You're going to run a quarterback, spy, or contain, whatever you want to call it. Now you're running an end. Because you know Trubisky's kind of fast, so you're going to have an end or an outside linebacker, maybe a you know a middle linebacker, watching him. Well, he's going to scramble out of the pocket.
0: Somebody's going to follow him. Middle of the field's open.
1: Yeah, he
0: will free up a lot. So we'll have to see what they do the last couple of weeks. Uh, Cowboys and Eagles are now tied for the division lead, six and seven. <laughs> that's that's awesome to see. Possibly the second ever. Uh, below 500 team to make the playoffs. Both the Seahawks and the Rams a long time ago were seven and nine, and the Seahawks ended up making the playoffs. They won the division, but we all know how that game went. It was the earthquake. Marshawn Lynch's amazing run. What do they call it? Can
1: we say it on the air? His run. No, I don't think we could say it. Anyways, that I remember that because he uh, that was against the Saints. Yeah, yeah, and he had his run. Jumped into the end zone, the nut grab, the the nut grab run. We'll call it the nut grab run. Um, that was man. I remember that like it was yesterday. That was crazy. But but yeah, it's weird to see. Uh, Easily one of the worst divisions I've ever seen. They have a combined. I was just adding it up. Twenty three wins on the season. Um, I don't think they don't have twenty three wins. No. no, Well, they have uh seventeen for their division. Yeah. 17 wins. My math is completely off right now, but you are right. Uh, 17 wins.
0: Horrible. I, there's not another division that has less than 20. <laughs> you could take like the top two teams from every division and you'll get at least 16. Yeah. So, uh, like, four teams. That's an average of four wins per team. The Washington Redskins, they're still in consideration for the division at 3-10. and 10. It's kind of bad. The only thing I don't I won't mind Dallas or the Eagles making it below 500. The only thing that will be annoying is that they're guaranteed home field advantage for at least the first game, which I think they should. It's not bad if like a 9-7 team makes it and like a 10-6 and team is a wild card. It's just really annoying when the below 500 team has to host a probably an 11 or 12 win team.
1: Yeah, there is a year when somebody won didn't the team go eleven and five and the now, Patriots. the Patriots the and Matt they,
0: Cassell, yeah and Castle, they didn't
1: even, yeah Matt Castle and they didn't even make the playoffs. So First time ever, yeah. So there's there's situations like that that'll happen and I mean Dallas, Philly and the weird thing is though they will be an under five hundred team but they're not the I don't I don't know Dallas has a really good offense but I don't think
0: they're as bad as their record.
1: Maybe. maybe. Their team
0: makeup is great. Their play calling is garbage. It's horrible. It's been garbage. And
1: Dak is clearly, you know, I take back everything I just said. Dallas is garbage. Dallas is garbage. They do not beat teams over 500. They put up probably the top five, top six most points in the NFL against the garbage teams. Uh, In garbage time against the Bears, Dak is not a $40 million uh quarterback as a matter of fact he's barely a 25 million dollar quarterback if they want to give him the money do it i'm don't think he deserves it the eagles have a weird team where they could possibly win a first round playoff uh game uh but either or i don't i don't see either team doing anything we saw the eagles beat the bears last year in the playoffs but then again the bears beat themselves
0: yeah the so, kick at the end definitely heard them. Yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. I know it's a touchy <laughs> subject. The double doink. Yeah, that was that was wild. And the Eagles almost lost yesterday. They had to have like a 70-yard drive to extend it in overtime and then they had like another 70-yard drive in, in overtime OT, against the Giants, which the Giants are garbage. Easily 21. one of the worst teams, yeah.
1: So, so that's that's pretty much it for the NFC East. Uh, we had the 49ers and the Saints. That was a shootout, shootout. Jinx. In a shootout, Uh, that was crazy. They were scoring left and right, and I did not expect that at all. I didn't think Garoppolo had it in him to drive and score
0: that many times to match uh, New Orleans in New Orleans in New Orleans. That atmosphere, the Boston football, just because of the dome. Yeah, I heard it's one of the loudest stadiums next to maybe Seattle. Seattle's loud, and that's outdoors. And that's outdoors, exactly. With Being an indoor stadium, the sound doesn't leave. It stays in there and echoes.
1: Yeah. So, obviously, the 49ers got a last-second field goal, won the game. Shout-out Robbie Gold. Robbie Gold, good as gold. Uh, man, think about all the games in the playoffs the Bears would have seen if they just kept Robbie Gold. Anyways. <laughs> yeah, if they would have spent that two or three extra million dollars. Yeah. They, I think it would have been worth it. Uh, sorry, Chicago. Um, maybe your next kicker. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so the 49ers ended up winning. It was a shootout. Saints balled out. Uh, 49ers defense, I don't want to say got exposed because they were facing Drew Brees, Michael Thomas. I mean... One of the best offenses. quarterbacks of the, the league. Yeah, for the I don't know, past On few the road. years. Yeah. So, overall... Fun game to watch. Better than I thought it was gonna be. Uh, Saints, yeah, they lost, but definitely are gonna. It's gonna be if they end up playing in the playoffs again. That's gonna be the game to watch. Michael Thomas, eleven receptions, one hundred thirty-four yards. He's good as he's he's as good as gold. Minus his one drop that broke his uh, his record that he had going, where he didn't drop a pass for I don't know how many how many oh. attempts. That wasn't in
0: this game. It was the game before. Also, Emmanuel Sanders had a touchdown. He
1: had a passing touchdown. Yeah, passing like, touchdown. Yeah, that was a uh, and a receiving touchdown. And he had 157 yards. Yeah, he had like 35 fantasy points. So shout out to all the Emmanuel Sanders owners out there that actually started him. Alvin uh, Kamara has been weak. Yeah, he got hurt and just is not the same. I don't know if maybe maybe he's still limping along because uh, he hasn't had those big plays and then they have uh Lat Murray in the backfield who's been breaking the pl- the big plays. Uh I think come playoff time, he's going to be a key factor. If they can't get him going, knowing how talented he is and you're going to rely on Breeze to Michael Thomas or uh you know, uh, Jared Cook or whoever it may be, yeah, they could still win football games, but Kamara's got to get going at some
0: point. He was a huge impact before. He had 13 rushes for 25 yards. Not good. And he had four catches for 18 yards.
1: Not, Not good at all. And then Lat Murray, I think, had like six rushes and had like 60 yards total. in Seven the game. for 69. Yeah. I mean, that's, they are completely two different styles and of then running.
0: Two catches for 25 yards.
1: Yeah. He's good. He's definitely one of the better backups in the league. He, he was good as a starter a few years ago. Uh, the Saints obviously already clinched their division. Uh, that division was kind of on the weaker side than what I thought it would be. It's it's mm-hmm. weird seeing
0: Tampa second. It would have been nice for home field advantage, though, for the Saints. Yeah, yeah they, I, I think they they still hold that spot. Maybe no. Well,
1: technically, San Francisco has their because so. Well, I'm talking about like the first round buy for the first round by They will get that because um, Seattle, no matter what, if they get, are the wild card team, will be on the road. Yeah. Uh for not the first game but every game after. Um depending on who they play. Uh Green Bay's 10 and 3 right now, I believe. I don't know who holds the home field advantage because it's conference record. Packers are 7 and 2 and New Orleans they're 8 and 3. So I think maybe New Orleans. I'm not sure. Has Ooh.
0: Green Bay and New Orleans played? They have not and i so it should go off the know. conference record and i
1: don't know the percentage there my math obviously is not on point tonight um but either way it's going to come down to the last couple of games i'm hoping green bay gets that first uh that home field advantage uh and that first it's going to be a first round bye too uh green bay with their weather and the cold teams do not play well there um so we'll see uh minnesota's another team they're one game behind green bay they have the second wild card spot um i don't know if minnesota really is going to hold on to that kirk cousins the past couple of games last game i guess he was okay they played detroit they got Mm -hmm. the win um they won 20 to 7 detroit was on like their 14th string quarterback (laughs) Um, but they do have the Chargers, and then their last two games is going to be the toughest matchup with Green Bay uh, at home, but also the Bears at home. So they do have, I guess, a home field advantage. But they are playing two of the toughest teams, even though the Bears' record doesn't show it.
0: If they're four and one in their last five. So <laughs> this is, is going to be a fun game to watch this week. Also, uh, if we'll have a we'll have a little wager. If the Bears lose this week, for the next podcast, I will wear a cheese head. You you will actually wear a cheese head? Yeah. Okay. Do you have a cheese head? Yes. You do? I have multiple. Can I ask why? Because uh, my relatives live in Wisconsin. Or are you trying
1: to tell me something else here, No. Haley? No. Well, okay. I like that. If that's the case, if the Bears win, that's tough. I don't own anything Chicago for the Bears. I'll find Bears gear. I will <laughs> wear, if somebody has, if somebody out there has, like, a, a Chicago Bear, like, like hat to wear, like like the actual bear, like, you know, like the mascot, yeah. anything Chicago I'll find. And I will definitely wear it in the next podcast. I will be very upset and sad, uh, but we can do that. That That's a good
0: wager right there. I like that. Yeah, growing up with uh, a lot of Wisconsin relatives, got some cheeseheads.
1: I, I can see that. I used to have a cheesehead back in the day. My dad's a Packers fan, the only Packers fan that I know in my family. Everybody hates him. Everybody hates me. We're a team. We're a duo. We take the shit talking, and we just let our, our team win. But uh, that's going to be a good matchup.
0: Yeah, the, the Bears, what was the first matchup? It was Thursday night of the first week. It was one of the weakest games I've ever watched in my life for a Packers-Bears
1: game. Packers gave up three points, I believe. I think it was like 3-10 to 10 or 3-13. Oh, yeah, it was terrible. Remember, it was just boring, and we were like, why wasn't it the Super Bowl matchup on Thursday when it normally is, which would have been
0: Patriots and Rams, and it was bad. It was just overall bad. Yeah, both teams are garbage, and hopefully this time there's a lot more scoring. I... We'll have to see, though, because the Packers' offense, they've been scoring like 20 points or something.
1: It hasn't been so they beat the Redskins in this last game 20 to 15 20 to 15 uh Adrian Peterson ran the ball extremely well. He had, when I say extremely well he had like a good five or six runs where you're like wow. This is he the AP has it. he still had this is the AP that has always ran all over Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers cannot get off his ass. He is constantly being rushed. He's constantly being hit. And it won't be any different this week. It will not be any different. Uh, Khalil Mack, I have nightmares of. Uh, we all are aware that Aaron Rodgers is fragile at times, especially against Chicago. So that's what that's what I'm worried about. If we can get some protection for Aaron Rodgers, whether if it's an extra second in the pocket, it's going to be a huge game. Fuller's been playing out of his mind with Chicago. Uh, I'm I'm pretty sure he's going to be the, the man, Garden uh, Adams. Adams, I mean, he's normally unstoppable. So we'll see him and Aaron Jones. I mm-hmm. mean, you, it's a good running receiver combo.
0: And luckily for the Packers, uh, the linebackers for the Bears, Smith is out for the year. Danny Trevathan broke his arm, so the the middle linebacker position very weak for the Bears. We'll have to see how that pans out. Yeah, yeah, those injuries definitely but they they've had uh, a couple guys
1: step in and they, they just have a really good defensive scheme. Uh it's gonna be a good game. Um do do you know what the uh the spread is on that game by chance?
0: No, I
1: don't. I wonder what the spread is. Let's take a quick look at that. So we have Chicago in Chicago against Green Bay. It's in Green Bay. Or I'm sorry, in Green Bay, Chicago played home. Um Let's see. Tickets are cheap. They are I do not see a spread right now. Odds. So they have Green Bay by 4.5 points. Which makes sense at home. The over-under is only 41.5. I would take the over. I would definitely take the over on that game. Yeah, 20 Uh, points per team. Yeah, 20 points per team. Packers' defense, are they good when they want to be? They were to start off the year. They were, but then... As usual, our defense ends up giving up big plays, big runs, whatever it may be. Um, They're going to score over 41. The spread, I would take the spread for sure. Uh, Four and a half, Green Bay by seven. Um, Bears need this. Bears lose their out at this point. It's a must win for both teams. Yeah. They're both playing. They both have a purpose. Uh, With the Rams' potential to lose,
0: It'd be interesting to see. I think they'll wrap up NFL news for the most part. As always, Lamar Jackson is the MVP. He'll end up being the MVP for the year.
1: Yeah. No need to talk
0: about it. Yeah, there's no need
1: to talk about MVP anymore unless something happens, which even then, there's three games left. He's got 40 more ankles to break. To all the Deshaun Watson fans, I apologize. It is not in the books for him to win MVP. Even Same with he, Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson had an amazing, amazing year. Um, it's just the things
0: Lamar Jackson's doing. And the Ravens are playing well, too. Exactly. That, which helps out a lot. Yeah. So,
1: But, yeah, I think let's transition over to the NBA.
0: And we're going to start off. Uh, we went to the Bulls game yesterday. Bulls versus Raptors. First game I've seen. First full game I've seen all year. First Bulls game I've attended in, like, a year. It was great. It was fun to watch, uh, but yeah, a lot of Bulls struggles. Yeah,
1: it was my first Bulls game of the year as well. Uh, it might be my last Bulls game of the year. Um, I There was a lot of takeaways from that game. It was up and down. It was a close game. They played well. They did. They fought with the Raptors. The whole game, it was like a, a one-point game. We eventually, though, in the fourth quarter had seven or an eight point lead. Yeah, and they it dwindled down. It dwindled down. And there was at one point which uh Gafford came off the bench and he was a produced. Beast. He produced he, sw- he He grabbed boards, grabbed he got board. blocks, he scored a efficient score. He's really good. Especially since Wendell Carter fouled out. And I was kind of Wendell Carter to me is small for his position playing the center. Um Not to take anything away from him, he still grabs his boards. He gets a few blocks a game. I don't want to say a few blocks, but he can have a few blocks if he wanted to. Gafford played amazing. Levine was on fire in the first quarter. He had like 17 points, and I was like, wow, we're about to see another big game from Levine. He's about to top his performance from a couple weeks ago,
0: and he took a shit. 17 points in the first quarter. Three points the remainder of the game. The remainder of the game. I thought I I told you after the first quarter, I'm like, he could score 50 points. We could be seeing a 50 point game, and he didn't. He was quiet the remainder of the game.
1: Yeah. Super unfortunate. And it wasn't, you know, it it just got sloppy at times with this team. They shot shooting. Yeah.
0: They shot like 25% for three, and they shot 53s. You got to make at least,
1: like, 30%. Yeah, you got to give it at least 30%. I Toronto did not shoot the ball well at all either. No. So that kept them in the game. Um, They ended up getting free throws, which helped them out a lot. Yeah, the free throws. But I think, I'm not saying it's a deciding factor in the game, but when it was a, a six- or a seven-point lead in the fourth quarter with, I think, like, five minutes left, Daddyus Young had a foul called on him, which
0: I think definitely it was three. It might have been three. And he gave up the
1: lead. Yeah, well, it, it inched them closer. It was like a six six or a five point game, and he got uh it was the free throws and the technical foul. As a veteran, knowing it's a six or a five point game, at that point, you don't argue a call. Yeah. Especially, I mean, he blatantly like gave a hand gesture to the ref and then was just jaw japping at him. And it's it's like, dude, you, you've been in the league for this long, and you know any win matters. And it was just, I don't know, I think it was an error on his part because after that, Valentine had, like, a, a possession where he shot four threes, and we got offensive rebound after offense, offensive rebound. He checked after he checked, and he they just did, missed and missed. And, yeah. and th- that's on Boylan. And yeah. At some point, that's on Boylan.
0: Yeah. Valentine had to come out at some point.
1: Yeah, and don't yeah. get me wrong, he... He was hot for a good minute. and But like you couldn't rely on that the rest of the game. He's never been reliable. And I think for Boylan to sit there and, I don't know, it's just his whole... Especially when Levine and Markinen were on the bench. Yeah, they were on the bench almost the whole fourth quarter. And then you put Levine in with two minutes left and expect him to catch, to get hot. No, you don't do that. You you you're going to put him in maybe 7
0: minutes left in the fourth quarter. Yeah, I think it was like under 5, which is still very close to the end of the game. Yeah, but he couldn't even get hot
1: because no. there were so many uh dead balls, fouls yeah. and timeouts and the tempo changed up. Yeah.
0: Not not looking too great with Thaddeus Young that he gave up that extra point and they lost a free by... point and they lost by 1 point. They lost point. by 1 point. I'm not going to say that's the deciding factor. But, like, towards the end of the game, that free point mattered. We said that.
1: As soon as he hit that, uh, he got called for the technical. We were like, dude, that makes a huge difference in this game. Every point matters when it's winding down, Uh, especially when Boylan's the coach. And they they have talent. Mm -hmm. Their record doesn't speak for the talent at all. Boylan is not the guy for this team. He doesn't know how to handle these guys. He lets them do whatever. If you take somebody who's been in the league a while, like a Popovich, or somebody who knows how to manage the rotation. Manage the rotation you know, it, Thaddeus Young, I know he normally does run the point guard and did with other teams. Like, he managed, he handled the ball. I feel like, I don't know, the guys just got sloppy overall. You know, Thad Young, was he was okay. Uh, Chris Dunn was on the court for 15 minutes. And Kobe White didn't really shoot the ball; he was 0 for seven. Kobe White's weird. He goes on these streaks where he doesn't he doesn't make buckets, but then next game he'll put up 35 points or whatever it may be. Uh, so Daniel Gafford, definitely the most efficient. He was plus 14. He had 14 points in 19 minutes with three blocks. There was a block that I'm pretty sure went to the second row. <laughs>
0: He was like 15 feet in the air, what it seemed like. Oh, it like. was
1: hang time. That kid is fun to watch. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, overall, I mean, it it was a tough loss. Did we expect them to beat Toronto? I know they don't have Kawhi Leonard, but I for them to play as well as they did in the first two quarters, then the third quarter they still played well, that fourth quarter, as they are notorious for, they just shit the bet and I mean that's that's the story of their season so far. They have not played well in the fourth quarter. Markinen isn't falling out like he was last year. I I feel like he was more
0: consistent from from three and he was more of like a top scorer for the team. Now he he's like kind boards. of like on the side. He isn't as dominant as what he's seen.
1: Yeah, and I, I don't I don't know. They just don't have that team. There's guys, you know, there's teams out there where you have those two or three guys. That, that you, you depend on, every on. Game. exactly, and with the Bulls, you're like, let's see, who can have the hot hand today. Like I said, maybe they're doing this to see who will be the future of the Bulls. So yeah, Levine's gonna shoot twenty times. Of course, he's getting paid the most money, but then everybody else falls into play. Um, Denzel Valentine shot eleven times. He played well. He hit five of eleven, but five of those buckets, I'm pretty sure, were all in like a five minute span. Yeah, and after that, it was nothing. He had a couple of. He had one turnover that was just really stupid didn't know what he was doing with the ball
0: um it was just it was tough it was tough yeah quick shout out to King of the fourth quarter for the tickets as well uh he was unable to go to the game so we were able to go instead uh quick statistic though from mark Stratman Stropman. he tweeted out the eight and seventeen bulls have a one point four percent chance of making the postseason and have the conference's most difficult schedule remaining, and the fourth most difficult remaining schedule in the NBA. The Bulls have played the sixth easiest schedule to date. The five teams that have played an easier schedule so far are ten and fourteen, thirteen and ten, seventeen and seven, fifteen and nine, and sixteen and seven. With a six and one winning percentage, the Bulls have a three twenty. That's not good.
1: <laughs> That's not good at all. You had
0: to take advantage of this early schedule, and now they're good. They have one of the hardest schedules in the NBA. Doesn't look like they're making it. And that one point six percent chance, not looking great. The Nationals at one point had a one point something percent chance of making the playoffs. They won the World Series. Maybe the same way. It's a them. completely different sport.
1: <laughs> I would bet on them to make the playoffs only because I'm sure twenty dollars gets you a lot of money for that line. But it's a completely different sport. They they don't have it. It's
0: we've seen the team and yeah, with the way it's the Bucks are happening.
1: playing in the East, and Bucks you
0: know. have won 15 in a row. They're 21 and three. Same record as the Lakers. Lakers didn't lose last week, which they normally lose once a week for the podcast.
1: Yeah, they're they're unbelievable. I think Anthony Davis had a 50 point game, and then he ended up having another huge game. Uh, do you think we are going to see somebody beat? the golden state warriors
0: 73 and 9 record this year no the lakers they still have they can only lose five more times they need 50 more wins though i i don't see it the warriors were playing uh better basketball in a sense like they were playing a different era of basketball compared to everyone else everybody else they were shooting the 3 They had that team that was so efficient, and the probability of them winning with how efficient they were was just unbelievable. Uh, With Steph Curry, Thompson, just all those guys who can make threes at an unbelievable rate. I just don't see it, especially with teams adapting to the three ball now. Yeah. That was like the beginning Transition that was like the middle transition, the like the three ball era.
1: Yeah, yeah, and the whole idea is run fast break offense, shoot threes because the three is going to count more than two, and move the ball, and just move the ball. And obviously, other teams adapted to it. Rockets are known for that. I don't think the Lakers
0: will beat. I just see them winning sixty games. They're going to win
1: sixty. They're definitely going to win sixty games. The Bucks will win sixty games. As a matter of fact, I would say the Lakers should win sixty-five games unless somebody gets hurt. Uh, with the way they're playing now, I don't know who really is going to be able, if you look at matchup for matchup, every game that they play, who is really going to be able to contest with them? As far as field goal percentage, they're first in the league. They're number six in three points percentage. Six in points scored, their defense is really good. I mean, LeBron has never slowed down in his career, ever. And they have Anthony Davis, who's in his prime.
0: And he could be the defensive player of the year this year.
1: Yeah, and in the beast. he could be the MVP. I mean, Anthony Davis, with LeBron even, is putting up crazy numbers, crazy statistics. He had, against the Timberwolves, he put up, in 39 minutes, he shot 20 of 29 at 50 points, 7 rebounds, 6 assists, 4 steals. Pretty efficient. And then the next game, he still put up 39 points in 32 minutes. So to have him, LeBron James, and everybody else fill the role, they still have Kyle Kuzma. I like the Lakers. AD definitely, as of right now, is leading the MVP race next to maybe Luka. Luka Doncic's been balling out pretty well. And Um, James Harden. James Harden, obviously. James Harden's always top two, top three candidate. And then, obviously, you still have Giannis Antetokounmpo. Who, with the way his team is playing, if they win 60, 70 games, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets it again. If he
0: goes back-to-back.
1: Yeah, because, I mean, all these guys in the West have another superstar on their team. Giannis does not. Even though he's in the East, it's still tough to do what he's doing. Mm -hmm. Um, In other news, with the NBA, we have Kevin Love being shopped currently. Um, His preference for a team is the Trailblazers. It would fit. It would fit perfectly. He's
0: like an outside shooter. They play like the jump shot game. They don't necessarily drive. They're in a need of a big man.
1: Yeah. I mean, he's played in the West before. He's played extremely well in the West. He's from the area. He's from, like, Oregon, right? I just
0: don't know who they would give up. They still have a few years left on his deal, so they would have to give up someone. Do they ship Carmelo?
1: Ship Carmelo. He's the MVP of the league, apparently. So we're giving him awards. Ship him. No. But, I mean, realistically, they have a very good team. And if they get Kevin Love, can definitely make a run. Because now you're talking Game Lillard, CJ McCollum, Kevin Love. All can shoot lights out from downtown. But Kevin Love also has an inside game. He can grab the board. Let's not forget they have Hassan Whiteside. A lot of he has a lot of doubters, but when he's on, he plays great. Yeah, he's a
0: good defensive centerpiece. Great
1: defensive centerpiece. Um,
0: and trailblazers, off the and bench. then Carmelo.
1: If he comes off the bench, or if maybe they'll, who knows? Kevin Love might play center. We don't even know. But they, I believe, the Trailblazers should trade an asset, cash, whatever it is, to go after Kevin Love. Kevin Love's still thirty-one. I don't want to say he's in his prime, but 31, you're still pretty damn good. Uh, and Cleveland is going to get rid of him. I'm sure they'll take draft picks. And at this point, is he worth a first round? I wouldn't say. Maybe. Maybe.
0: And maybe. the NBA, if you don't have like a top five pick. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't necessarily matter.
1: So, But, but yeah, Kevin Love, I would say, is definitely worth, uh, worth the look for Trailblazers. If not, I'm sure there's some other teams that will go after him. On the year he's averaging uh about sixteen points a game. He's averaging ten and a half boards a game, which is it's pretty good for somebody that's kind of taking the backseat to some other rebounders on the team. Tristan Thompson is up there uh in rebounds as well, but he's a power forward. You never really expect too much from him uh on the board uh on the boards in general.
0: Um, but they definitely should look into uh trading for him. Yeah, wouldn't it wouldn't be a bad move in a sense. Derrick Rose hit a game winner yesterday. He scored 17 in the fourth quarter. It would have been nice if he was in the Bulls uniform.
1: It's crazy. <laughs> like he does not move nearly as well as he used to. He's adapting though. He's adapting. He's he's a hooper. He knows how to play the game. And I mean that turnaround that he had was just it was silky smooth and He was so
0: wide open.
1: Yeah. But that's what he's known for. He's always been that elusive. He's not as elusive, but when you if you if there was no old Derrick Rose to compare to,
0: you'd be good.
1: You would be like, shit, this guy's balling out. Like Detroit is a good team. Give him twenty five million a year. Right, exactly. But knowing what he's, you know, everybody always has a comparison. I'm happy to see him to play well. I love his post game conference. He's like, I do this shit, and he does that shit. You know. And I don't know, I think, I think, I'm not going to say the Pistons are going to be a playoff team, but it's nice to see Rose doing what he did. Um, He's playing extremely well. Uh, Besides that, there isn't really much going on in the NBA. No trades, no free agents, a couple injuries here and there. I know like Porter on the Bulls, they just said he's out another month with his foot injury. Uh, So we'll see some of the younger guys step in there. Um, I think that's pretty much it.
0: Yeah, not a lot of news in the NBA. Just the good teams keep winning. The bad teams continue to lose. Not a lot of storylines have developed yet. We're still early on in the season. It's still early
1: on. Um, I don't know when All-Star voting opens up. Don't really care too much. It's always going to be the same guys. We'll see Carmelo get voted in. Um, I'm... Still trying to figure out how I'm going to work my way to the All-Star game or the dunk contest. I'm hoping Zach Levine's in it um, just to see him throw it down a few times. Uh, but, but yeah, that, that's going to do it for us, guys. Uh, I just want to thank you guys for tuning in. Again, this is Episode 7. Uh, again, make sure you do follow us on Instagram, Twitter, our YouTube channel, YouTube channel Standing Room Only Podcast. Instagram and Twitter, we are Pod.
0: That's our only pod. That's our
1: only pod. I'm sorry. I should know that. Um, and then, again, myself, I am Goose. Uh, my Instagram is iGoose
0: with four O's. Don't ask why. And then my handle is the Heely 6 And, yeah, you can find me on pretty much any platform. Healy6 on YouTube, Twitch, and, like, Snapchat Healy6 as well. Yeah. <laughs> 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 if you want to see the wild side, Healy Six on the Snapchat.
1: That's hilarious. Um, I'm not gonna uh give my Snapchat. I don't want anybody to uh look down on me. Just kidding. But um but yeah, thank you guys again. Uh Spotify as well, Standing Room Only Podcast. We hope you guys uh enjoyed listening this week. Please, please definitely stay interactive with us we'll be posting throughout the week always ask questions and share share, share it with everyone yep exactly so love you guys and I'll see you guys later